Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stange of Stange Law Firm, PC. Stange Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stange. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stenge, and I am one of the managing partners of Stenge Law Firm, which is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Uh, welcome to today's topic of Family Law Talk with Stenge Law Firm. Uh, the topic today is do all couples need a prenuptial agreement? And I'm on the phone today with uh, John Kirschman, another attorney at our firm. John, you on the phone with me today? Yes, I am here, Kirk. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Well, uh, we're going to talk about the topic here in just a moment, uh, but before we get to the topic, I should state, as I always state, that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements, and that the information you obtain in this episode today is general in nature, and it may not apply to specific factual, legal, specific factual or legal circumstance. Therefore, if you need an attorney and you need advice, you should definitely contact somebody licensed to practice law in your specific jurisdiction. All right, well, on to today's topic. Again, today's topic is do all couples need a prenuptial agreement? And this is based on an entry on our blog, a blog entry, uh, divorcelawyerstlouismo.com. The date of the blog article is December 27, 2013. The title of the blog entry is Why Prenuptial Agreements Are Needed for Every Couple. The article references uh, an article that was on CNBC uh, uh, as well. And so it, it, uh, the topic today is, like I said, do all couples need a prenuptial agreement? Pretty interesting topic. I think it uh, takes an interesting spin, this topic, on a reason that folks might think about getting a prenup that they probably don't ordinarily think about. So, John, what did you think about the article, and uh, what was your reaction to it? Yeah, it was a, it it's a good point that they make. It's, it wasn't the, the first thing I think of with a prenuptial agreement. The first thing I thought of is uh, similar to why people would get wills or trusts. It's that nobody really wants to think about that part of our future, but it's just a responsible thing to do. Um, and then I read the article. I'm like, that's a, that's a really good point, um, especially with a, a lot of uh, younger women are emerging from the workforce to become stay-at-home moms, that it's it's a, a different world. It's not a traditional path, so it's a good idea for couples to set forth or be on the same page about how they're going to move forward with that type of an arrangement. Yeah, absolutely, and I think uh, you know, obviously, I think when folks think about prenuptial agreements or. Uh, post-nuptial agreements are actually talked about in the article. People are normally thinking about the scenario where you've got one individual that comes into the marriage with a bunch of assets, and then you've got the other prospective spouse who comes in, and maybe they don't have nearly as many assets as the other spouse. And and the worry is, well, how do you protect all these assets if you're the spouse bringing in the money uh, in the instance of divorce? And that is normally the concern uh, that a lot of folks have who want prenuptial agreements, that's at least what we've seen. I just, myself, I thought the article was really interesting because it's a totally different spin in, uh, in terms of why parties might want to get a prenuptial agreement. It references, you know, stay-at-home moms, uh, moms that are maybe leaving a career in order to uh, maybe child-rear uh, kids. In that, in that situation, a stay-at-home mom might actually want a prenuptial agreement uh, to make sure 
that she's protected um, in the instance that the marriage doesn't work out. So I thought that was, myself, I thought that was a really interesting uh, rationale for prenuptial agreements that uh, I probably haven't uh, spent nearly enough time thinking about. So I don't know. I don't know what you thought about that whole idea. To me, it was, John, it was kind of interesting, interesting rationale that uh, was enlightening in a lot of ways because I hadn't probably contemplated this nearly enough. Uh, agreed. It, it just wasn't the first thing that I thought of, but it really made a lot of sense uh, because uh, women could really put themselves in a, in a tough spot if a number of years later and there's an expectation that they should immediately reenter the workforce. If um, yeah, nobody really wants to think about those uh, events happening later on, but if the couple's on the same page and are able to have a conversation about these types of matters up front that uh at least my experience is these these folks are really uh, in good position to to never face a divorce anyway they just tend to get along better they have better communication and if they're not communicating and i think it speaks to that in the article too if, if they're not communicating well up front it's a pretty good indication that they're unlikely to communicate at the if something goes wrong yeah, I thought that the one part of the article that I thought um, might be easier said than done, as they talk about, at least to me, they talk about money is often cited as one of the top reasons for tension in a marriage. Well, that's that's certainly true, and I, I agree with that. People fight over money a lot, and I see that in my cases. But uh, one of the things they talk about is is because of that, you know, the parties would want a post-nup, which is uh, basically a prenup, but you do it after the marriage. Uh, to set forth how money would work if the marriage broke down, and specifically dealing with situations where, you know, wife contemplating staying home and taking care of the kids. I guess the thing I thought about, which would be practically hard about this, is, you know, how do you, at least to me, my experience has been we do a lot of prenups, not a lot of postnups, because once the parties are married, there's not a whole lot of incentive for the other party to, um, you know, to want to enter that agreement. You know, it seems like prior to the marriage, that's all the the incentive to do it. And then, boy, after parties are married, not a whole lot of incentive to do a post-nuptial agreement. So that was one of the things I thought, just to kind of candidly critique the CNBC article, that I thought would be a little bit easier said than done. I mean, how does a wife – I mean, I don't know if you have any ideas about that, John, but how does a wife <laughs> who's going to be a stay-at-home mom then convince her husband, hey, let's do a post-nup if they didn't do it before? That seems hard to me. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And, I mean, there's a couple of things that, that I would see. One is there's a lot of people I don't think even realize that, that you can get a postnuptial agreement. I mean, that's just regular conversations with people, and they think, oh, it's too late. I already got married. I'm like, no, you can still do this afterwards. And then if, you're, if the couple is thinking of a major life change like that, it's, and, and presuming everybody is in, in pretty good moods and they're on the same page with what they're doing it, it might be good timing to bring up the subject while there's there is intention that there won't be um thoughts of an ulterior motive it's just a responsible thing to do similar to just why do we get a will or a trust it's it's just a responsible thing to do and it's a, for for people that are like to be in control and are want to be able to have plans setting forth right down to um here's our goals for parenting uh, but as you said it's it's easier said than done yeah i mean cuz i think uh 
well, I mean, to put it this way, I mean, a lot of times people fall in love uh, and they get married, and sometimes, you know, you get into an issue of some marriages is a lot in common and some marriages, you know, opposites attract, right? And so, I mean, probably in the in the cases, at least to me, where there's a whole lot of commonality and both people are really kind of practical and kind of on the same life path and the same goals and desires, this post-nup idea after the marriage would seem to be pretty plausible. But, man, and those, those opposite attract type marriages were – um, it's more, you know, it's more an attraction or passion that attracted people together than logic and common sense. Gosh, a lot of those cases, you start to sit down early in a marriage, start talking about finances. I mean, they're right that if you can do it, then yeah, you would have an easier divorce down the line. But gosh, I mean, uh, in those types of cases, um, that be just a tough thing where both parties kind of have different life views and different life goals or whatnot. Seem like that might exacerbate problems, but. But on the flip end, if people, you know, are trying to save themselves a costly divorce and, and they're able to do it, sure. I mean, I think uh, doing a post up certainly, certainly a good thing. Uh, if parties can uh, can make that happen, no question about that. Um, absolutely. Well, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on that, John? No, I think you're right on. It it really it's a it's a good point about just the personalities of the couples or the the ways in which they're attracted to each other is going to play a major. Role is going to be a big factor in the in this in the choice of a pre or post nuptial agreement. Certainly, yeah, absolutely. And I thought you know the other good piece to the article, which is right, is that a woman's child child rearing years are usually her highest earning years. Um, and so, I mean, there's no question this that moms that stay home with kids, uh, you know, do an outstanding do outstanding work, and that's hard work. And there's no question that, especially. You know, moms that you know have good careers, a good career path. There's no question uh, that they give up a lot of income, kind of in their peak year, so to speak, uh, uh, when they do that. I mean, there's just no question about that, and that a prenup can can be of assistance in in those in those types of cases uh, to ensure that mom's going to be protected if she's going out of the workforce. Right, it, and in many respects, the way um, the law is evolving, it it may become necessary for her to um, be able to ensure her her future financial needs. Yeah, and I think uh, I mean I think that uh, that's definitely true. I guess you get into situations too in some of these cases. Um, you know, I mean, I, it, I mean, if mom is uh, let's say dad's trying to get mom to stay home and take care of the kids, and I think mom probably has. You know, more leverage, as this article indicates, to say, well, I'll stay home and take care of the kids if you give me a yeah. post up to protect me. Right. I mean, I think in those cases, yeah, it makes right. a whole lot of sense. But definitely right. in the cases where, yeah, but definitely in the cases where maybe the husband's kind of like ambivalent over it, and uh, maybe the wife more wants to stay home and take care of the kids, that's more her passion. Probably going to be tough to get husband to want to do a post up then. I would that's say. true. But at least, uh, if nothing else, it gets them having the conversation. And uh, that's it's always good for for healthy marriages to have productive conversation. Well, there's just no question. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say just even if it even if it's just to see where you may be disagreeing over something. Sometimes okay, we'll just you can agree to disagree, but it's better to to get it out in the open. Yeah, and there's just no question if parties can do a prenup and they can say, 
um, you know, here's who would get what assets in the case of uh, in the case of a divorce. That that can certainly help minimize the pain of the divorce and make it easier. And then, you know, in some cases with prenups agreements, take spousal support, which I think this article kind of gets to. You know, in a prenuptial agreement, you can do multiple things. One, um, uh, you you can actually, I mean, stipulate amounts in the case of divorce. So you could state, you know, if if there's a divorce, X amount would be paid, and you can even do things like, you know, structured spousal support awards. You can get creative by doing right, stuff like say, right. like by right. number of years and so forth. Yeah, that they're married. Yeah, they're that, married for X years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the that you know. That's the that's the interesting thing about prenuptial agreements, which can save parties a lot of uh, heartache on the back end and try to fight over this stuff. So, there, I mean, there is no question that if the parties can rationally and logically kind of go through this, uh, um, you know, it, it's a good thing. It can save them a lot of money. But on the flip end, I don't know if you, what you think, but to me, again, probably the time to do this is before you get married, <laughs> at least from my vantage point. Uh, than than after you get married, because gosh, if you got totally different opposite polar views, that's probably better to flesh out before you walk down the aisle. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think there's there's going to be more unusual circumstances at the postnuptial. I think just for folks to know that it's possible, there are people that just don't even realize they can do it. But you're right, getting it done beforehand, um, where it's just part of your planning process. You're right, it's going to be a lot easier to do it then. Yeah, I mean it's just a lot. It's a lot easier to do that. And then to the to the listeners out there, I mean, and you know, the laws vary in in all the states, and so you know there's different nuances to prenuptial agreements. But I mean, generally speaking, to have a uh, enforceable prenup or postnuptial agreement, what you're looking for is, uh, you know, it's got to be done without duress or coercion. Uh, there's got to be consideration, so both parties have to. Uh, there's got to be give and take, in other words, and then. Uh, 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 you know, in addition to that, uh, there's got to be a full disclosure of assets is another big key. But, I mean, to the listeners and the folks yeah. out there, if all if all that happens and you have a good attorney, these prenuptial agreements and postnuptial agreements, I mean, they are enforceable, um, and, and they can help save uh, on a lot of the, the cost of a divorce if, if the parties are able to enter it. Uh, I mean, that's definitely true. Um, all right. Well, John, you have any other thoughts on this topic? No, that's that about sums up. It's 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 good to bring it to to people's attention. Just the options that are available before and after. Yeah, absolutely. Marriage, absolutely. You can it, yeah, it can definitely save a lot of the heartache and a lot of the stress. Well, again, uh, the the topic uh, is: Do all uh, couples need a prenuptial agreement? And again, to the listeners out there, if you want to follow up on this topic, uh, go to divorcelawyerstlouismo.com. Uh, you can check out our article. Uh, dated December 27, 2013, which is why prenuptial agreements are needed for every couple. And then from there, there's a link to the CNBC article, which I I said, you know, to the listeners out there, definitely has an interesting spin and a different view on why prenuptial agreements might be needed. So, I mean, to the stay-at-home moms out there or the – or the the ladies that are thinking about being stay-at-home moms. This is definitely an article I think uh, you want to check out for sure, and uh, at least consider it. And, and then, you know, no matter what jurisdiction you're in, you know, talk to an attorney and at least get advice and, and know what your options are. So, uh, definitely interesting topic. Uh, that concludes our episode today here at Family Law Talk with Stengy Law Firm. Thanks to all the listeners uh, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Family Law Talk with Stengy Law Firm. Thank you very much. 
Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today.